Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Gold Diggers podcast on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. She's Michelle Majuk. What's up, Michelle? Hey, hey. You, you. I'm not. Um, I'm not over the loss. I will say that. I, I am. That was a beatdown from the 49ers on the yes, Steelers. It was. it was not a fun game for even one second. There was no enjoyment. Uh, so yeah, I'm here though. I'm happy to be able to wear my 49ers gear again and to be a fan and I'm back. Let me just say as a representative of the fan, but we welcome you back fully now with open arms. The first thing I texted you just as the game was starting, I said, before we get crazy, you are my dear friend and we are no hard feelings anymore. Well, it never even had a chance to get crazy because there was no moment of the game that was even stressful because the entire game was pointless. That's true. You were going through it during the game, too. I'm still going through it. Like, I still am not over how bad they looked. I am deliberately delaying you paying off the mayonnaise bet because I want to give people a chance to join the stream. But that is coming because Michelle made the mistake of saying if the Steelers lost, she would eat a spoonful of mayonnaise. And as YouTube channel member Andrew Guerrero says, we've been waiting for this one all week long. By the way, shout out to you, Andrew. Thank you for the support. If you want to become a YouTube channel member, it's less than $3 a month. You get priority comment response, custom emojis, membership badges. So please, please support the show. And another way to support the show, leave us a review on Apple Pods. Please, please, please. That helps us get up the charts very quickly. It takes 30 seconds. Leave us a five-star review and a, and a comment, a five-star rating, I mean, and a review. And uh, we will read it on the show. We're going to get to Rams breakdown. We're going to get to best bets this week. We're going to go over all of it, Michelle. But I see you. I know you're only half listening to me because your other 50% of your brain is on the mayonnaise that you have in front of you. I know you're thinking about it. Because I can smell it. It's uh, the smell of mayonnaise just sitting here in front of me. Yeah. Am I doing this now before it gets warm? I don't know. I've done it when it's warm. It doesn't improve the experience. Let me just tell you that. Uh, Um, You have a chaser with you? I do. I brought uh, Dr. Pepper. Unfortunately, I can't have a mimosa today. So I have to eat mayonnaise and I don't even get to enjoy a mimosa. Boy, it is a rough day. Rough Friday. <laughs> it is a rough day in the Majuk household. All right. Can I just do it? Can I get it over with? Can I All pay right. up? Here we go. This Michelle. is a big spoon, too. And this is full fat mayo. 
Disgusting. Okay, ready? Good job, 49ers. This is for you. All right. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Oh, God. No. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was worse than last time, I swear. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay, just move on. We need to just talk. (laughs) We need to talk about anything else. Antonio says, hey, hey, Mayo Michelle. I should have had that as my name. A lot of people wanted you to have the mayo in the mimosa and do it all at the same time. Oh, my goodness. I would never ruin champagne like that. That's true. You know what? Props to you. You didn't. I didn't even say I would eat mayo if the Niners lost. So I would have made you. Don't worry. You always fulfill the mayonnaise bet, I have to say. So congratulations <laughs> to you. Uh, Snoopy says no fair. You use the chaser. I don't care that's happening. Have you ever tried to have a spoonful of mayo? I wouldn't have made it through the rest of the show if it was just sitting in my mouth. I did it three times with no chaser the first time we did this, as you recall. You didn't even have water? No, I had nothing. And the mayonnaise was warm, too, because we had a confusion on when we were starting the pod, and I didn't put it in the fridge. So, yeah, it was an all-around bad day. All right. Welcome back to the fan base. Let's talk about the Rams game. 49ers have won eight eight straight regular season games against the Rams, 11 straight regular season games overall. Did you listen to yesterday's show? Because I have been pounding this 49ers win streak that they are on because I don't think they're getting enough credit. I didn't listen to yesterday's show. I I will definitely before Sunday because, you know, I love you and Levin together. Uh, But, yeah, they need to be – I mean, this game shouldn't – be close either like honestly if the Rams can stay in this game I'm going to even be so much more angry and upset with my Steelers like if they're able to right. look that dominant <laughs> on both offense and defense against the Steelers they should be able to just come out and destroy definitely this Rams defense right and then really when you're looking at the offense I know Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell went off for the Rams last week but a Puka's dealing with an oblique injury. I don't even know if he's going to play, but really are those guys you're scared of. And uh, Matthew Stafford's now 0-4 against the Raiders with the Rams in the regular season. The numbers aren't pretty. Five touchdowns, five interceptions, six total giveaways. Like, this should be a beatdown. I keep saying, because no one is paying attention, this is the second longest win streak in 49ers history right now. Think of all the great teams that this franchise has had. The team of the 80s, five Super Bowl champions, and yet, Only one 49ers team ever has won more regular season games in a row than the 49ers right now. If they win on Sunday, Michelle, it'll be the ninth longest win streak in football history. Forget the 49ers. They'll be tied for the ninth longest win streak ever. This just doesn't happen. Like, that's how good they are right now. And they are not just winning these games. They're not squeaking by like the Vikings last year. The Niners had more double-digit wins than anybody in football last year, and they kicked it off with another one last week. I think the Niners are going to beat down the Rams. I think the only chance the Rams have to win this game is if Matthew Stafford goes God mode and the 49ers have a bad game. They need both because I don't think one is going to cut it. But I don't even how does Matthew Stafford go God mode? Like without Cooper Cup, how does that really happen? And like 
even if Puka does play, you would think now defenses are like, oh, we got to keep an eye on this guy, right? It shouldn't be as easy. Or maybe Sean McVay just really knows how to use these slot type of guys like a Cooper Cup where he just knows how to get them open and maybe he'll do well. But I mean, how many times has Cooper Cup gone off on the 49ers and the 49ers still win with ease, right? So I'm not worried. And they're going to shut down the run game. Their run game is pretty pointless anyways. Like Cam Akers pretty much got his job taken away by Kyron Williams last week and neither one is good. So I expect this run game to be shut down. This really shouldn't even be a close game. It should be another beatdown. I really hope it is. So I get to actually enjoy the beatdown this week. Right. Also, how are you feeling about Brock Purdy after seeing him in week one? I thought he looked great. Brock had an excellent game in week one. He was doing the, he picked up right where he left off from last year, scrambling around, making plays, hitting the open guy. I want to get into Brock more in a minute, but I want to talk about something you mentioned, the Rams running game. It was putrid against the Seahawks and the Seahawks do not have a good run defense. The Rams ran the ball 40 times last week and they averaged just 2.3 yards per carry which is perfect for the 49ers because that's what their defense is set up to do. Stop the run, force you to pass, get pressure with four on defense. And I think that's the only prayer the Rams have in this one. Fortunately for the Niners, it plays right into their strength. Cam Akers had 22 carries for, do you know how many yards? Do you want to guess? Well, I saw it. So 29 yards, 29 yards, (laughs) 1.3 yards per carry. I think that's harder to accomplish than I don't, I don't. Yeah. Good for Cam Akers. I mean, it's not even like Kyron Williams look good either. 15 carries, 52 yards, 3.5. I mean, it's a lot better than what Akers was doing, but yeah, I don't, I don't envision either of these guys are going to have much success at all. Um, Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the Rams are going to do on offense. Nothing. Hopefully. (laughs) Like I honestly think like nothing could be the answer. This defense is so damn good. Dre Greenlaw was back at practice, although he was limited, but I think he's going to be able to play. He was all over the field for the 49ers on Sunday. I just, I try to be like very rational and objective when it comes to these game previews, but I think the 49ers are going to hammer them. And oh, by the way, Vivid Seats is projecting it's going to be like 65% Niner fans in the stands again. I did want to answer a comment here from someone and Patel. So I I think this is an important question. So did Michelle vastly overrate the 49ers defense or Kenny Pickett? So I think he's asking, did I underrate the 49ers defense or overrate Kenny Pickett? Mm -hmm. I think I was overrating Kenny Pickett, right? I was super low on Kenny Pickett last year when they drafted him. I had tears in my eyes because I was so angry and mad that they drafted Kenny Pickett. And then I fell for it this offseason. They said he improved. They said he was great. He looked good in the preseason. Again, it was only week one. It was against a really, really great defense for the 49ers. I did not think the 49ers defense was going to show out like that, though. I really didn't. I mean, they were incredible. They they just had everything going for them in that game. But, yeah, Kenny Pickett looked terrible. So, I guess it was a little bit of both. I underrated the 49ers defense and overrated Kenny Pickett. Nobody got has ever gotten more love for a good preseason than the freaking Pittsburgh Steelers. My yeah. God, that's all they talked about on the broadcast. And uh turns out doesn't really matter that much. Just saying. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Mr. JKD Rob says, just join the show. Any mayonnaise been consumed yet? Yes, you missed it. But don't worry. I will grab the video. I will post it on social media so that Michelle's shame and misery will live on forever. So don't worry if you missed it. You'll be able to see it. Or you could just go back and watch uh, once we're done. Yeah, I'm very happy it's over with. It's uh, It's not good. It's like way more traumatic than I thought it was going to be when we actually did it last year for the first time. I was like, yeah, this will be gross, but whatever. I'll just go through it. It's like, no, it, it will haunt your dreams forever. Uh, but you did it. The feeling in your mouth. All right. I do. I want to talk about Brock Purdy, though, because okay. you've been a little downer on Brock Purdy. Yeah. Not a downer, but you kept saying like I. I, you know, I want to see what he looks like. I want to see what he looks like, which is fair. But now mm-hmm. we saw him in week one. And I thought he looked fantastic. I thought he looked like what he did last year, but even better. He's been as good as he was last year. Immediately, he's been better to start the year than any quarterback in the Kyle Shanahan era. He has been, and I said this with Levin, he's been giving us the type of quarterback play that we wanted with Trey Lance, right? We wanted mobility to extend plays and use your legs to pick up first downs. We've wanted deeper throws down the field. Well, he was 10 of 13 for 10 plus yards last week down the field. So like everything that we hoped we would see from Trey Lance, we're seeing with Brock Purdy right now. And it's fantastic. It has done to the offense. I think what we all thought this kind of quarterback play would do to the offense, which is just bring it to a level that's among the best in the league, 33, 30 points a game every single week. I mean, it's absurd what they're doing. His stats are just pretty crazy. I mean, right. Like just first among quarterbacks and quarterback wins team points per game as a starter past touchdown interception ratio ratio passer rating. Like, I mean, it's just absurd what he's been doing in his first six career regular season starts, but even that, like, He's the first quarterback since at least 1950, but I'm willing to say first. I doubt it happened before then to start six and zero and throw multiple pass touchdowns in each of his first six career starts. Only Kurt Warner did it even even four career starts. So he already broke this record in five and he now he's done it six straight starts. It's just like this guy, he's just has such a strong mentality too. Like, I feel like nothing's going to bring him down. Like he has so much confidence. He just goes out there and plays the game and it looks easy for him. That's what I've always liked about watching Brock Purdy. It looks very easy. He doesn't overthink things. He, he never seems flustered. He never seems rattled. It's always just poise, calm. And you're right. Like it does look easy, which to be honest, like, shouldn't it look easy? You've got Kyle Shanahan, this great play caller. You've got all pros basically at every freaking position it should look this easy but it is and not like we like you said he's in a rare air when it comes to quarterbacking and you know I admit that like part of me is waiting for the other shoe to drop because this is such an absurd situation like are we really doing this with the last pick in the draft but eventually I'm just gonna have to get over that because he keeps doing it. The only time they didn't score 30 points and in one of his starts, Michelle, is when he played in Seattle on a short week with broken ribs. I mean, what he's doing is just incredible. And then when you're even comparing him in this matchup to Matthew Stafford, who, you know, he also has a really good play caller. And he all like he had good weapons last year as well when Cooper Cup was there and healthy. But Cooper Cup played in every pretty much every game Matthew Stafford was in. But do you know that Purdy has five more passing touchdowns than Stafford? since the start of 2022 and Stafford has 341 passing attempts to Purdy's 199 
and he has five more passing touchdowns to Stafford during that time. I did not know that. That is pretty wild. Did you see this picture that I put up? This is Brock Purdy, how he entered the press conference yesterday. He had a bet with George Kittle, Iowa, Iowa State. Kittle's Iowa Hawkeyes won the bet, so Purdy had to pay it off. So he had to walk out into the press conference with the Iowa Hawkeyes mascot head on. Shout out to Brock. See, you paid off the bet. Brock paid off the bet. Yeah, I wish I just made that bet. That that seems way better. Just had to put a hat on. Yeah, well, I could get you a Quinnipiac Bobcat hat, but I'd rather see you eat the mayonnaise. Somebody in the comments had the most disgusting comment I've ever seen. And it's JJ who said, eat mayonnaise. I'd rather lick a public toilet seat. I would rather eat mayonnaise. (laughs) Like, I didn't know that we could come up with a grosser bet than that. But JJ apparently found it. I will never do that. Just so you know. Yeah, no, that's, that's a big no. Before we get into your best bets for this week, I want to review the best bets from last week because it was, you know. I write stats. It was a bad week one for me, okay? My team got destroyed. Nothing worked out for me. I get it, all right? You don't have to push a girl when she's down. Okay. Your best bets for the Steelers. You had Ayuk's longest reception over 22 and a half. His longest catch was 23. So beautiful by you. One for one there. You had Christian McCaffrey over 97 and a half yards from scrimmage. And guess what? He had 169 yards from scrimmage. So you smashed those two bets, which is fantastic. The next one, Pickens longest reception over 19 and a half yards. The problem was the Steelers would have had to gain a first down for that to happen. And they didn't basically in the entire first half. So you didn't hit that one. And then the last one you had was Brock Purdy, at least one interception. How dare you? And that was a loss. So you were two and two. Kate had a bet Brock Purdy under 30 and a half pass attempts. That one hit, but I'm not giving you credit for that. So you were two and two last week. I think it was under 32 pass attempts because I think he ended up with 30 or 31. No, he had 29. 29. 29. Yeah. So either way it hit. Yes. So two and two. Weird stuff happens in week one. I think a 500 start is a fine start. Um, you know, I, I just don't think anything I would have picked for the Steelers. If I picked any overs, they would have hit, right? I don't think there was an option that I could have picked and been correct. Wedge says, Hey, Michelle, does Kate think Purdy and Kyle are better than Pickett and Tomlin now? I'm sure she does. Yes. We were both. Oh, you want to know a funny story guys? So, you know, I, Kate and I are, that's my wife in case anyone doesn't know. Uh, we're watching this game. Incredibly mm-hmm. sad, right? Our team is getting beat up by the 49ers. Uh, but I was working the game at NFL Network. So I had to write up notes and stuff, which even made this way worse for me that I had to write <laughs> about this. But I accidentally, when I was writing, I wrote Christina McCaffrey instead of Christian McCaffrey. We were dying laughing. And that was our only time I think I smiled on Sunday. Just wanted to share that. But I thought it was hilarious. Christina McCaffrey still probably would have run for about a hundred yards. <laughs> she, probably, she probably would have. Yeah. Bay Marin YouTube channel member says I eat mayo every, each day because of you two. Well, if you like put it on a sandwich or whatever, that's fine. But if you're just going to the freaking mayonnaise jar and like scooping it out every day, then I want to apologize to you. Cause that's not I want to apologize to your heart. Yeah, seriously. Um, there was somebody who commented, Oh, fresh. The barber says you didn't clean the spoon all the way. There's yeah, some dispute fresh. about this. Fresh the barber, get out of here. Get out of here. Spoon? Where's the spoon? Oh, oh man. I don't know, Michelle. I'm not, I took a huge mouthful. I'm not cleaning it off. Okay. Leave me alone. You know, we record this show, right? Yes. 
Yes. Okay. So this week, how many best bets do you have for us? I have three best bets. No, I have four best bets. Okay. I've picked out a couple also. So we're going to have a little fun here. What's your, give me your fastball, your, your most confident bet this week. I mean, it has to be Brock Purdy over one and a half passing touchdowns, right? I mean, if he's yes. six for six, the probability is seeming pretty good. But against, I'm shocked at how much the Seahawks offense struggled against this Rams defense. And I'm really interested to see if this Rams defense is actually just good out of nowhere or it was just the Seahawks sucking. And I think it was the Seahawks sucking more than it was the Rams defense good. They are so inexperienced on the defensive side of the ball. And it's not even just like, oh, they have a lot of rookies. They have a lot of rookies starting that are insanely low drafted or they were undrafted. Like they just have no experience back there on all levels of the defense. So I think the 49ers offense in general should just destroy them. And I'm calling for two pass touchdowns again, because that's what Brock Purdy does every week. At this point, I don't know how you could bet against him, frankly. Like he just keeps doing it and they're going to move the ball down the field. So I was, that was one of the bets I had picked out too. And you mentioned the Rams inexperience. They have only two players on offense and two players on defense that played at least 50% of snaps for them last year. Like that's how much turnover and change there has been with the Rams. Now, look, maybe that's good since the 49ers have owned them, but that's a lot of inexperience out there against Kyle Shanahan. So I agree with you. That was definitely one of the ones I had marked down. That's not the fastball that I have, but it's definitely up there for me. I feel very, very good about it. What is your fastball? Okay, my fastball is Nick Bosa, at least one sack. I have that. That was one of mine. You know, this is like one of the first bets I run to to see if it's on the board because it's not on the board every week. I don't know why, but um, I think he's going to have a monster game. I don't think Nick Bosa was himself against the Steelers in week one. I just watching him specifically, there were a lot of plays where I just kept my eye on him just to see like, how's he doing? How's he look? And he just didn't look quite like the defensive player of the year last year, but this week he's back. He had a full week of practice. He's gone through a game. Now I think he's going to look like a different player and he owns, owns the Rams in his career. So I'm going to go for at least one sack Bosa in seven career games against the Rams, 16 quarterback hits, six and a half sacks, eight tackles for loss. To me, this is easy, easy money, and it's plus money, too. So uh, to me, I'm like, I have to take this. Yeah, I mean, and four of those six, and, or no, sorry, five of those six and a half sacks that you're talking about have come in the last four games against Matthew Stafford. The 49ers have sacked Stafford 16 times over the last four regular season games, uh, the four games he's played against the 49ers with the Rams. So like anytime you can grab a Bosa, just all you have to do is one sack. You kind of have to take it. And when you're going up against this offensive line against the Rams, Bosa should have opportunities to do that and you know it was promising to see drake jackson look so good last week and get that production the 49ers recorded 23 quarterback pressures against the steelers in week one <laughs> tied for the most in the nfl with the cowboys in week one. Oh, but it was uh it was javon hargrave and drake jackson that led the team with the five quarterback pressures each but yeah i, I think bose is going to come out and have at least one sack in this game i'm so confident in this one. Like I said, it's plus money. It's plus 110. So that means if you bet $100, you win $110. So to me, you combine the fact that I think this is going to happen with the fact that I'm getting plus money. Like, 
That was my most confident bet. Literally, you texted me and you were like, hey, where's the link for the show? I was late sending you the link because I was literally making that bet as you texted me. You know, Aaron Donald hasn't recorded a sack against the 49ers in any of the last four games. Yeah, that's on the board, too. Uh, He may get one, but Shanahan does a lot of stuff like screens, quick passes, just a lot of stuff where it makes it impossible for Aaron Donald to get a sack. So I was like, you know what? If he works his magic, that may not happen. I don't think there's any way the Rams stop Nick Bosa. What is wild to me is if you would have told me that Nick Bosa, you know, didn't have a sack last week and TJ Watt had three sacks and two forced fumbles Mm -hmm. that the Steelers would have got not just lost, got destroyed. I would (laughs) I would have never even imagined that. I mean, Watt try Watt was the only good part of the entire game. He he's just so good. Uh, my next bet, though, just focusing on the 49ers again. Yes. Debo Samuel over 46 and a half receiving yards. So I was looking at Debo's line, looking at Ayuk's line. Ayuk's line is also very fair. It's at like 56 and a half, if I remember, maybe 57. Uh, but I, I, I'm going with Debo in this game. Historically, he's destroyed the Rams over the last five matchups. He's averaged 101.2 receiving yards per game. He's had 90-plus receiving yards in four of the last five games against the Rams. Wow. And I know last week it was an IU game, but he still had five receptions, 55 yards, and I felt like he wasn't part of the game plan at all, right? Yep. It didn't feel like they used him slightly, and he still covered this. The Rams have allowed the second most yards after catch over expectation uh, since the start of last year per next gen stats. We know that's Steve-O's bread and butter. So I, I really, I think this line is too low for him. I think it's way too low. Seven career games against the Rams or eight career games. Sorry. He averages 78 yards per game. So like, even if he's 10 yards below his average or 15 yards below his average, you're still going to hit this bet. You're still going to hit the over. He also has eight touchdowns in eight career games against the Rams. So you're right. He owns the Rams. And I do think there is like a feeling like you said that Debo like had a bad week last week or a quiet week. He didn't He had five catches for 55 yards. That's a fine week. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And Ayuk went nuts yeah. with eight catches. So if, if that distribution's a little more even this week, he's going to hit this over easily. I would take, yeah, I'm that's, crazy low for me especially like there's no Jalen Ramsey so it's not even like well the Rams could put Jalen Ramsey on him and lock him down nope that's gone I don't know how he doesn't get this unless he gets hurt yeah I mean and also with I I, like it did just seem like such a weird game last week with it was just it felt like Brandon Ayuk over and over and over again because he was just constantly open but I was shocked to see that Debo had seven targets it's it's good to see that it was second on the team and I get if he gets seven targets in this game, he's hitting this over. Unless, <laughs> like, I don't know who's tackling Debo Samuel in this game. They should be getting him the ball quickly early in the game. Let him see what he can do after the catch because make these Rams defenders have to tackle him. That's not going to be an easy feat for them at all. Debo is plus 140 anytime touchdown scorer against the Rams. I might take that bet too, to be honest with you. In his last seven regular season games against the Rams, Debo has seven touchdowns, three receiving, three rushing, and one passing. Like, the dude is going to score a touchdown. Now, the passing one wouldn't count for that bet, but he finds a way into the end zone against this team. So I think I would take both uh, Debo receiving yards and anytime touchdown score. 
Yeah, I feel much better about the receiving yards than the touchdown because touchdowns can be just so all over the place uh, with these playmakers because there's so many guys that you can go to. Uh, it could be Kittle, could be CMC, could be Jawan mm-hmm. Jennings. Probably not. Oh, look, now you're trying to be nice to Jawan Jennings because you have been hating on him for a year and a half. Yeah, no, I just said probably not. Uh, but I'm going to go my next one unless you want to. Do you want to do nope. one? Go okay. ahead. Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to go. I'm going to keep. Keep it on. He hit his over last week, his over this week's 97 and a half scrimmage yards. I mean, all this guy does is put up a gazillion and one yards, right? So I'm going to share a little stat with you. McCaffrey has had 150, at least 150 scrimmage yards in 27.6% of his career games, <laughs> 21 out of 76 games. That's the second highest percent of career games with 150 scrimmage yards since the NFL merger back in 1970, only hall of fame, Barry Sanders had a higher percentage of games with 150 scrimmage yards. Christian McCaffrey is absurd. He's absurdly good. And against the Rams in his career, he's played three games. Now he's averaged 172 scrimmage yards per game and has scored four touchdowns in those three games. Uh, like, so and we saw it twice last year, right? It's not even like this happened a long time ago. He played against them twice last year, not both with the 49ers once with the Panthers where he had over 150 scrimmage yards, 69 on the ground, 89 in the air. And then in week eight with the 49ers, he had a passing, receiving and rushing touchdown and just destroyed it in all 94 rushing yards, 55 receiving yards. McCaffrey's going to hit the over the they were using him too much. I thought in week one, they, I thought they could have taken him out earlier. Kyle has, so much earlier. Lit- they just kept going and going and going. I'm like, why, why are you risking that? Kyle has literally said that that lions game a couple years ago, or was it last year? I can't even remember, but basically when they were up 40 to 17 at the two minute warning, and then somehow before the end of the game, the lions were driving with a chance to tie it up, which is crazy. But like Kyle has literally said that that one game makes him keep people in because he's scared about that happening again, which is crazy to me, but whatever. <laughs> I bet on Christian McCaffrey to be the offensive player of the year before the season started, because to me, I just don't know how he doesn't get it in this offense. He's going to put up yardage every single week. Um, I would hit this over also. I love this over. It's To me, it's like easy money. As long as he doesn't get hurt, he's hitting it, because it's just the whole offense pivots around him. So he's going to make these – that – total is going to go up if you track it throughout the whole year it's just going to get higher and higher and higher every year yeah and until it hits something absurd like especially until it hits over 100 just keep betting it Mm -hmm. uh nicholas para thanks for the super chat hey guys i ran into levin at mcfadden's in pittsburgh this past weekend great conversation with him continue to provide great content sorry about your steelers michelle enjoy the mayo go niners if you had a short conversation with levin it had to be a short one i'll just say that uh mcfadden's is an awesome spot uh, I've had many of uh, drunken nights partying, watching the Steelers or going there after the games. It's a great spot. I'm happy you enjoyed your time. I did not enjoy my Sunday at all. Chris, thank you for the super chat. Hey, stats, AKA Woody. I had a plaid shirt on yesterday, Michelle, and people said I look like Woody from Toy Story, which I did not appreciate. Chris says, just realized Michelle is supporting your plaid dad shirt from yesterday with the blanket on her chair, which is, uh, you got the checkerboard kind of look yeah, plaid looking so blanket cute. there i like plaid you know i told my wife that i said aaron people said i look like woody because i had a plaid shirt on do you know what she said she didn't say no you didn't she said well woody's way cuter than buzz oh. that 
She didn't even deny it. She just I can said, see well, you look like Woody, though. You just look like Woody. You have well, a skinny um, little, yeah, you know. skinny. I got an oval shaped head. I get it, but yeah, I just wish that she had said no. That's that's crazy, honey. But she kind of tacitly agreed with it. You that's want so your wife to be truthful. I guess. I mean, how about a little support? That's all I'm saying. It's going to be 15 years married this month. How about a little, you know? No, you don't. You don't look like an animated cowboy toy. You know, would have appreciated that. All right. Do you have any other best bets for us? One more. I got Cam Akers running back for the Rams under, taking it under, 31 and a half rushing yards. It's so low. I don't care. He had <laughs> 22 carries last week. We already said this for 29 yards. And that was against the Seahawks defense. Good luck against the 49ers. And I don't even know how many opportunities Sean McVay even gives him. Cause like I said, he did end up leading the team in carries with 22 carries, but he had 11 of those carries in the fourth quarter after they were up by two touchdowns. So wow. it was Kyron Williams team until they were up by a ton. And then they put in Cam Akers and then Akers didn't do anything to prove like, Hey, you should have been playing me. I'm so good. Like, no, he just looked at, like absolute garbage. The Rams offensive line is terrible. I don't know how they're going to get any push against this 49ers defensive line. Cam Akers is going to need 20 carries to hit 31 yards. Yeah. And I, I, think, I don't think it's going to happen. M Patel says Najee Harris is still seeing birds after Warner's hit that one play pretty early on in the game where Warner just, there's a hole, there is a gap and Najee Harris sees it and he's running in it. And Warner comes flying in and smashes him. I was like, Oh, Oh, we came to play today. And I just, I feel like that Warner's taking it to another level this year. And I don't know how the Rams are going to run the ball. I really don't. So I'm on board with you. I don't like unders. Like you've sort of, you've got me off unders, but this one I kind of see. I shouldn't get you off unders because unders hit more, way more than overs do. It's it's smarter to take the unders. It's just not fun. That's true. Yeah, because I, I hear you. Yeah. I just, I don't know. There's something in my bones that's like under, uh, I don't know. It's It's very difficult for me. Uh, I have one that you didn't touch on. You you touched on basically all the ones that I was going to hit on, except for this. I'm going to go Matthew Stafford, at least one interception in oh, the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He always, he's going to give you chances. It's not a question of will you have a shot at an interception. When you play Matthew Stafford, he's going to give you at least one. It don't, only comes down to can you catch it and how many do you catch? Um, we saw the Niners should have had three interceptions last week. Fred Warner had it in his hands. He had a pick six in his hands. He didn't corral it, but the Niners still ended up with two. Don't forget San Francisco tied with the Steelers actually for the league lead in interceptions last year. I think Stafford's propensity to throw the ball and put it in harm's way, plus the pass rush, which I think is going to be a major problem for him all day. I think the combination of that is going to lead to at least one interception. Plus, remember Talanoa Hufanga? picking off Stafford, even when they tried to throw a screen pass, Hufanga sniffed it out and got a pick last year. I just think whether it's Warner or Hufanga or Mooney, somebody's getting one. I'm pretty you remember confident. Remember when Jaquiski Tart intercepted Matthew Stafford? Oh, wait. He dropped that one, huh? Is he not? Is he still in the league? I don't think so. I really uh, Tart, don't know. I no. don't think so. Uh, but yeah, Stafford, two giveaways in three of the last four matchups against the 49ers. So I don't, why'd you have to bring that up? I was, I don't know. I, I was nice to you. Tell the people, Michelle, all throughout the game on Sunday. Because I got a lot of crap for saying Jaquiski Tart was a bad safety. But that's not my fault. He's a bad safety. I was nice to you. I am such a good friend to be to have your team play against. I don't rub it in. 
I don't do anything. Oh, you were up on Twitter five seconds after the loss saying Michelle has to eat mayo. Uh, you yeah, were... you do. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, do. yeah. So you weren't nice. Get out of here. I didn't make you make the bet. You did that yourself. Now, don't get mad at me for calling you on it. That's that's, you know, I have to do that. We have responsibility to the people. So I, I do have a question for you and for everybody listening. Would you guys like to see the Steelers perform well on Monday night to really be like, damn, we kicked the crap out of a good team? Or do you uh, just not care at all? That's an interesting question. I don't think it'll work. I, I understand the logic, but I don't think the people will give the 49ers credit in that way because they're going to say, that eh, was week one. Weird stuff happens in week one, even if the Steelers end up looking better. But normally, any other week that that happened, I think the Niners would get credit if the Steelers look better. But because it was week one, I don't think they'll get that credit. Well, I am very nervous about that whole, like, teams are 0-15 after the week after playing the 49ers mm -hmm. for the last 15 games. Like, why did the Steelers have to play the 49ers in week one? And why did they have to? They hurt Cam Hayward. He's out for yeah. eight weeks. They hurt well, Deontay Johnson. They didn't just well, step on their leg. <laughs> you say they hurt them. I mean, let's I know, you know. Deontay Johnson and Cam Hayward are two huge parts on offense and defense, and they're out. And it, I just feel like every time teams play the 49ers, I mean, it's a physical game, right? It's not the 49ers' fault. They're playing the game tough. It's just, ugh. <laughs> Flynn West says, hell yes, I'll be rooting for the Steelers for you, Michelle. See, you're taking some Niner fans and the love's going the other way now. Thank you, guys. You made me so sad this week that I, I need some happiness. Uh, are they playing the Browns? Yeah, on Monday night. That's not the deal, oh, man. After what they did to Cincinnati in week one, like you could have two rough offensive weeks. Thanks. The thing is, like when you have a game like that and you were texting me, like it's not even fun. When your offense is that inept it's not fun that's what has made this run so enjoyable for us as niner fans is they're lighting it up they're scoring 30 points a game that it's nice to watch your team be fun right because i've seen this team with similar personnel scored 19 points a game and it's miserable when you're watching it now it's, it's, like, it's been many not... years for me at this point i mean it's been many many seasons of them just sucking and i think that's what hurt me the worst right? I was excited. Finally, this team got me excited that they're going to be more fun to watch. And it was just not even a moment. I am really interested to just see how, how much this holds up with the 49ers. Can they be this dominant all year long? And I really do think like in week two, they should look this dominant again. It's just like, are we worried about how long this, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves now, but like they already look so good. They look exactly like they did at the end of last year, which you don't, don't normally get into that form, especially because they didn't play all that many preseason snaps altogether. So it was just really impressive how fast and how early that they just looked gelled. Like they just looked like one unit and it looked, you know, really promising for the year. They definitely looked in midseason form. I do think, though, because the Niners have a couple easier games coming up. They have the Rams this week. They have the Giants on Thursday night, who just got absolutely boat raced in week one. If the Niners don't like come out and dominate, people are going to be like, mm, I don't know about the Niners. You know, like they, they didn't look as good. I don't care whether it's two scores, three scores, one score, one point. Just win, baby. I don't care if they're all boring. Some people I had fans in the chat yesterday saying, ah, these games are too boring. Let's have some closer game. No, no. 
blow everyone out. I don't need those cardiac games where I'm sitting in front of the TV. I don't even sit now. Now I get up and I like get in the ready position, like put my hands on my knees. Like I, I get into it, but I don't need that kind of stress in my life. I'm very excited that this week I can root for the 49ers like that. And I don't have to root against them because that wasn't fun. And I'm very, very happy. I have this team to root for uh, so that I don't have to be sad all year. I get to actually be happy. (laughs) Bay Marin says cat spotted. Yeah. We got a visitor in the background. Who's that? Tell the people. That's Jack. That's my kitty. Um, He probably wants out of the door. I didn't even know he was in here. So I don't know where he just came from. Your cat's name is Jack. It's it, uh, it was Kate's cat. She had him before we even met. So he, that was 10 years ago we met. So he's, he's an old boy at this point. But like, like, not like boots or sir. No, it was after that. Um, that, uh, there's a, there's a comedy show with Tina Fey back in the day. I don't know. 30 rock. Yeah. 30 rock. It was after (laughs) that guy. She liked that character. Jack Donaghy. Yeah. That's uh, we have two other animals that are named after, uh, football players. I have a cat named Kiko after Kiko Alonso. And then I have a dog named Baker after Baker Mayfield. Somebody actually JJ zero zero on my Twitch page. That's that's a fire said, where's Baker? So people are interested in that. He has a torn ACL. Animals can tear their ACL. They can. Unfortunately, it's a lot of money. Oh, I'm sorry for that. Sign me too. Says maybe the cat will finish the mayo. A lot of people are not happy with you and the mayonnaise. (laughs) I ate so much of it. You don't want me to lick the spoon guys. No, I definitely don't want to see that. I, I will puke <laughs> on the show, on the air, if that happens. Absolutely not. Okay. Before we go, what? What? sign me too. My dog has torn both his ACLs. I've never seen an animal even fall down. Like what, Typically, are... when the dog breaks one or tears one ACL, when the other one's getting recovered, they end up tearing the other. That happens quite often, unfortunately. Man, out for the year. So Baker's down for the year. He's got to come back next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's rough. Uh, JJ00 says anything with an ACL. <laughs> anything with an ACL. <laughs> it, Rob. Um, okay. Before we go, let's get some predictions from you. Uh, the spread is Niners by seven and a half. And they're on the road, which tells you that Vegas thinks the Niners are going to crush the Rams. The over-under in the game is 44 and a half. What's your final score prediction? I'm going to go. Well, I mean, A, the team averages 33 points per game with Purdy, and I don't see this defense stopping that. So I'm going to go exactly 33. I'm going to stay on that average. 33-13. No, I don't think they're going to score 13 points. 33-7. Wow, one touchdown again. That would be a hell of a start for the And Niners. I think it's going to come late. I'm going to say I don't like to pick my team to score 30 points, but you just laid it out there. Like, how could I not? How much more data do I need? At some point, that 30-point streak is going to stop, but I don't think it's going to be this week against this team. So I'm going to pick 33 points for the Niners also, but I'm going to give the Rams 17. I think they'll get one early because I think McVay, like McVay didn't forget how to coach. He'll come out with like the scripted plays. They'll work. The Rams will get a touchdown. They'll get one late, and they'll get some field goal at some point in there throughout the game. Maybe the Niners turn it over and the Rams get a short field, whatever. But I'll go 33-17 Niners. And yeah, I so feel you think good. they'll cover the over. And if I'm going 33-7, that means they wouldn't cover the over. Yeah. The Niners are going to have to do a lot of work to cover that over. Yeah. <laughs> But they keep getting turnovers and they keep setting up the offense for short fields. I think like if you go back and look in that first half against the Steelers, almost every 49ers possession started at like their own 40 yard line, if not 
closer to midfield. Like when your offense only has to go half the field, you're going to put up points. I don't want to talk about this game anymore. All right. How about my boy, Jake Moody? Six for six on kicks. He looked really good. I picked him up in fantasy again because I I had him. I dropped him and then I picked him up. But Jake Moody looked, we don't have to worry anymore, I don't think. Like it's so much mental with kickers. And that's what we're worried about with him missing some of those early in the preseason. And Mike Tomlin did try to ice him. I mean, he clearly saw what happened in the preseason. I didn't mind that. You know, I was like, all right. He clearly saw that he struggled after icing the kicker. He tried to do it, and Jake Moody got over that hurdle. I think that was really good to see. And now that he's made those, all those kicks, and in a place that's really hard to make field goals as well, uh, in not the best of weather either. It was all rainy and gross. I, I think that's huge for him mentally. And now I think we can, you know, breathe when he has to go out there and kick a ball. Bay Marin says, "Are you walking your dogs on MetLife turf to tear their ACL?" That's funny, but mean. Um, Bwak Jones says you didn't eat mayonnaise, you ate Greek yogurt. A lot of I people are Greek yogurt. skeptical about that. Some other score predictions. Bay Marin says 31-13, as always. Flynn West 37-16. Uh, Wedge Antilles 32 to 6. Niners, two touchdowns. Um, and then this from M Patel, who says the Rams averaged 12 points a game last year against the 49ers. I think it's in their heads, too. I think the second the Niners start to get a little momentum in the game, it's going to be, oh, no. Here we go again. The players are going to pack it in. Stafford's going to pack it in. And uh, I think it's going to be a fun Sunday for the Niners. It should. It should be a great game. Very excited. Um, Are you going on your instant reaction as usual? Oh, hell yeah. We'll be right after the game live with you in the instant reaction show, breaking it all down, good, bad, or ugly. Uh, like and subscribe to the Gold Standard Network YouTube channel. Hit the little bell so then you'll know right away when we go live and you'll be able to hop in and join us. It's one of my favorite shows of the whole week. It's very interactive. Obviously, it's been great the past, what, 11 regular season games because the Niners keep winning and keep rolling people. But whatever, even if they lose, like I, it's good therapy to just go and just celebrate or commiserate together. Uh, I love that you were able to join us for one in the preseason. Unfortunately, you're busy on Sunday, so we can't have you on the instant reacts. Yeah, I might be able to jump on uh, on some of the ones after the late games, and they are a late game this week. So maybe I'll be able to hop on later on if you guys are still on. JJ00 on Twitch says, Shani is McVeigh's daddy, and McVeigh knows it. <laughs> I think he does. That's the thing. He always, Whenever you hear him talk about Shanahan, he always speaks of him with like this reverence. And I think that he does kind of see Kyle as his daddy and the fact that they won eight straight in the regular season again. Think about that. The Rams have not beaten the 49ers in the regular season since 2019 or before that, actually. I have a question for you though. Uh, and I'm not trying, like I, this is literally just a question that popped up in my head. If you could give away all those wins in the regular season and win that one game in the NFC championship against them, would you change oh, of it? Course. Yes. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. Like they got the one that mattered the most that clearly, but that ain't happening with Brock it should Purdy. be nine in a row, including the playoffs. But Jaquiski Tart can't catch a ball, and I'm never going to get over that. And also, the offense didn't gain a positive yard the last 10 minutes of the game, not a single positive yard. That ain't happening with Brock Purdy at quarterback. That's a Jimmy Garoppolo special right there. <laughs> it God. Is. So nice that he's it's just so good. The two things I see on Twitter awful Garoppolo pick, and I just just let it go. 
and I see Mike McGlinchey gave up a sack. And I'm just like, yep. And look, I get it. We have Colton McKivitz, and he's probably going to give up a couple to Aaron Donald this week. But, like, to be free of those two stressful things is just nice. And, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo had a game-winning drive. so That's fine. Yeah, they scored 17 points. I know, like, I know. Yep. I know. Brock Purdy is seeming like a huge upgrade right now, and it makes me very happy. Patel says Michelle's assessment on Tart was the only objective one out there. That's why she's better than most 49ers content creators. I mean, that was an easy one, right? It was a pretty easy call. You turned my you opened my eyes to it a little bit. I think I had the Homer glasses on when I was like, oh, he's better than you think. And you were like, no, he's worse. He's much, much worse. Sorry. You guys really like him because he could tackle, you know, sometimes. Tart over here sometimes. catching strays, but sorry, but uh it was true. You did make that call and you deserve We like to hold ourselves accountable either way. If we're good, bad, or otherwise. And when you make the right call, it should Listen, be okay. They, got it. they have an upgrade with Hufanga. That's all that matters. Hufanga is going to get a turnover in this game too. I, I, I'm not putting any money on it, but I'm going to say. And I'll, you'll see my Hufanga the Unrelenting tweet. I've been trying to get that going because I want that to be his nickname. Hufanga the Unrelenting. It doesn't seem to be catching on, but I'm going to keep trying. I don't think that's a good nickname, so no. I like it. You, anyway. can't, you can't make a nickname that hard and that long. I can and I will. Okay, that was that might be a clip that you need to uh, clip out. <laughs> but he, If he sees it, I need him to see it and I need him to like it. That's the thing. But anyway, thank you everyone for joining us again. Like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, rate, review, and follow the podcast network. Please, please, please leave us a review on Apple Pods. It is Basically, that's how they decide the charts on these things in a lot of ways. So please, please, please leave us a review. Get us up the charts. It helps more people discover us, which is obviously something we need. And uh, sign up to be a YouTube channel member as well. Again, less than $3 a month. Michelle, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I hope your Steelers win. I hope the Niners win. And we could have a much cheerier show next Friday. Well, no matter what, as long as the 49ers don't fall apart, my Sunday will be much better because I don't have to watch the stupid Steelers until <laughs> Monday night when I have to be sad. But yes, I hope everyone has an amazing week too. We got more football, baby. We got a lot of it left. We'll talk to you after the game. Bye, y'all.